0: Find love at first drive and start shopping now at Carmax.com. Carmax, the way car buying should be. Yeah, 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 yeah. Look, look. Jake and Amir, and they made a podcast called "It If I Were You." Dealing advice left and right like a credible couple of Jews I can't even lie though on Monday, i just be refreshing the feed When that shit is over, don't worry, there's always a new one next week Sometimes they help you, but mostly they just end up giving you shit But that doesn't help me when I'm trying to find me a new tender bitch Jake is the MVP, he racking up golden mics every week Except for that one time when he said to kill all the dogs that are weak I don't waste time with no other show I just go straight to these guys, advice, podcast Quandary's so good that you gotta ask them for some help Just hope they reply to you fast This has been years in the making It started at their graduation from College of Humor them forever, they're always big time And Amir keep on stashing them acorns, you know it Okay, a little Drake parody. Why not? By Ryan Compass, A.K.A. Rye Bread. I
1: liked that, and I think it's because I like Drake and I like me, <laughs> and it was both things combined. Well, how is it you? Well, like he rapped
0: about me. Yeah. So, like your favorite rapper, Drake, rapping about you would be the best thing ever. Obviously, the best thing. Because he'd unless, be like, well, unless it, like, unless he
1: was coming at me, I wouldn't want like a diss track.
0: Oh, if he was like, "Yo, fuck you, man!" Oh, I would be yeah. so devastated. <laughs>
1: I would release like my own diss track, but it would it would just be like, "Yo, dude, why'd you say that bad shit about me? <laughs> yeah, would I ever sad. do to you, man? <laughs> yeah, like that kind of shit." Like. I guess not a diss track a, a disappointed track.
0: That's good. Yeah. So you're disappointed in it a, in a somebody else's track. I'm not mad about your track, I'm disappointed <laughs> by your track. I'm <laughs> you're like, "What do you say that shit? shit about me? You know that it made me sad to hear it. <laughs> I didn't go outside for two whole days." <laughs> <laughs> I wrote the addresses on them perfect. Uh, Ryan Compass says if you have to uh, the only shout out I ask is that you call up my boy Jacob Legrand. He's a herb for real, Damn. but he's had songs make it on the show before. I knew the name sounded familiar. And taught me how to make mediocre music for advice podcasts. Wow. All right. Cool. So uh, again, running nice a herb. little we're running a little low after three hundred and ninety some odd episodes. We've had about like seven hundred and fifty uh, submissions for theme songs. But if we haven't played yours yet or if you've been sitting on an idea, now's your chance. If I reuse show at gmail.com send it on over okay cool yeah the waiting list is as uh, lower is as low as it's been in a while so you have a great chance of getting your song on the show which isn't to say this one was bad and we had to just play no, it, it out great. of desperation we really appreciated it uh all right this is if i were you the only advice podcast on the web hosted by us i'm amir i'm jake 34 years old 34 years old 34 years young that's right does it feel any different from 33? It
1: doesn't, but I don't think I like the number 34 quite as much.
0: as 33. Yeah.
1: I feel like everything's like over 30, but sub 35 is kind of the same age to me. Um, but I was into the year thir- 33 because I was calling it my Jesus year. That's cool. And I feel like... Part of, like, you know... Uh, I guess part of this, the reason Jesus dying was so sad... Yeah. It's <laughs> because it was a man <laughs> cut down in his prime, you know? Yeah. I, I he think, was,
0: like, ready to do some awesome shit.
1: I guess I've just always thought of 33
0: as, like, the prime of my life. Oh, so this is, like... And it's also the exact, like, third of uh, 100. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you're gonna do a, th- a third-life crisis, live to 100, right. this is when that thing would happen. Yeah.
1: And I so I did... I guess, but I, like, I I always think of my birthday in terms of, like, milestones. Mm -hmm. Like, getting old is always depressing, but it feels like if you're kind of staying on a path of, like, things, good, (laughs) like, good things happening that you're excited about, it's not sad. Then that's fine. Right. Like, I kind of remember having a rough 25th birthday, because I felt like I hadn't accomplished anything that I had looked, I, like, didn't have a lot of money. Interesting. I, like... Um, was in a weird place in a relationship, I think. And I was like, I couldn't make rent for a month. And I was like, what the fuck (laughs) am I doing? Why? Like, what am I doing? Um, (laughs) but, but then when I turned 33, I like had just bought a house. I was getting married that year.
0: Oh, so you're like, okay, this, I'm 33, but it makes sense because I was able to do things.
1: And I also remember when when I turned 30 is when we launched HeadGum and when we shot our pilot. That's right. HeadGum is four years old this week. Mm Mm-hmm. So, so like it, it, it helps to like have milestones happening around your birthday.
0: Um, you did have a panic attack. Right. So I had a panic
1: attack on my birthday.
0: <laughs> so that like you would think that's all involved in the aging process. Do you think your panic attack had anything to do with your birthday?
1: I really, so I don't think it did because I turned 34 on Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had like, I had my party on Saturday I like had dinner with. Um, my, oh yeah.
0: my in laws on Sunday. How was that barty? I forgot to follow up because you were talking about it last episode. You're gonna have a barty and invite people to a bar. Right. Yeah.
1: I was. I had been a little stressed. I, did I talk about on the episode how many people weren't in town?
0: Yeah, you were like everybody leaves in New York on the weekends, yeah. and so a lot of people were not going to come, and you're just going to be stressed out while you're there to say like who's going to come and who's not. Yes, so I was not
1: stressed out while I was there. We arrived, and I had like a nice surprise with uh, Nick, Rad, and Laura. Oh, that's nice. Showing up because like. They have a young baby, and Laura had just like had her appendix burst last week. And she Jesus. showed up in an eye like with an IV in her
0: arm. Oh, god! So I was like, That's awesome!
1: Yeah, and one of our friends who is a doctor um presley who i mentioned on another episode when ben said i that he didn't believe me that yeah. i knew a
0: doctor i still don't but uh, continue well,
1: all right well she said to me that i that it was a nice uh testament to my character that somebody showed up in an IV to my birthday party well, that's nice so that made me feel nice so even though people were out of town it was like wow the people that could
0: show up really <laughs> did show up okay um so yeah it was great we had a fun night and so then how did how did birthday party turn into panic attack Oh, okay, so well, first panic attack. right. I, well, I I was wondering if I had had a panic attack before, and you were also kind of wondering if this was a panic attack.
1: Yeah, I'm not entirely sure if it was a panic
0: attack. I was doing some research and the panic attack appears to be like a vague confluence of symptoms, not like a specific thing that you can test for. Yeah, okay, so I'll describe what I had and okay. I'll and I and then we can decide if it was a panic <laughs> attack. Okay. Um, so. I was, (laughs) I was... Hyperventilating, scared, bleeding, and alone. I'm trying to think
1: when it came, when it started. I think I was like, I was at the office in New York, and I was driving to see an apartment. What day of the week? This is
0: Monday. Your actual birthday. Monday, my actual birthday, (laughs) around 11 a.m. I'm not, I can't think that that's a coincidence. Actual birthday, first panic attack. That Mm. seems like too random. the odds of it being a random occurrence
1: oh so you think that it is set is set off by my birthday
0: not set off but that was one of the if like a panic attack is a bucket overflowing then like that was one of the amounts of water that i could yeah
1: i could i could see that because so i'll tell you what my frame like my mind my frame of mind was it was sort of like there's i kept i was kept i kept on having the thought of like this is I'm in over my head, uh-huh, which definitely <laughs> signifies panic, attack. of course, yeah, like um, stretch too thin, I'm spread too thin, I'm burning the candle <laughs> at both ends, yeah, I can't get out from under this,, uh-huh. I can't handle all this shit,
0: a lot of busyness,
1: right, so it was it was things like the we're building out the head gum office in New York, yeah and and I'm like. Talking to contractors and uh, getting quotes and dealing with Home Depot orders and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, And then I was like, uh, I I was, I think I was dealing with like maybe the D and D tour logistics (laughs) of like booking hotels and flights and stuff. Yeah. And then also we were like writing writing another pilot. It was just like all of these lines of communication that were coming in like (laughs) emails that i needed to respond to oh i had an i had um a directing job on tuesday the next day (laughs)
0: Uh Um, and And they wanted to hop on the phone
1: they wanted me they wanted me to address the notes on the script for the thing that we were shooting the next day yeah um like promoting shows just like all of this like So many, so many like, it felt like open lines of communication that I, that I couldn't just like archive. It was like they, everything needed my attention and I was in charge of something in some way. Like some sort of emotional Jenga.
0: People just kept on adding blocks until.
1: Asking me for stuff. And Mike um, was out of town and needed me to see an apartment for him. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. So yeah. So I was waiting. I'm trying to think what I was waiting to do with the, oh, the contractor um, we got an, an order from Ikea, but we didn't have a sink. And the guy couldn't hook up the plumbing <laughs> to the sink unless we had the actual all of the pieces. So I, like, drove the sink to the <laughs> office. But I also had to give him money for, like, the second installment of his down payment. So I had to go to the bank. Of Just course. Like, yeah. It was, a, it was a lot of, like, email and text and calls. But then combined with, like, I have to, like, actually do errands, <laughs> like, Get a sink, get cash, go in, go to an apartment.
0: And it was a Monday, which is the worst day, and right. also an August 5th, which is your birthday.
1: So yeah, maybe it was like all of that, like stressed about all of that stuff combined with like... Getting a lot of text messages from my family and like just like love and uh, just but just like a lot of attention coming at my way. Oh, I was also
0: utterly alone. <laughs> so no I mean, one... Jill was there, but like you know, she wasn't really. If that no, makes she, sense? Yeah, no,
1: she was at work. My brother was out of the city. I was just by myself in an empty office waiting for the contractor. How was the weather? Um,
0: beautiful day, perfect oh, okay. day. Like, so that, it wasn't like pouring rain on you. No,
1: no, it was like. 80 and sunny, low humidity. Okay. <laughs> um,
0: and I was just, and
1: then I, yeah, I started like hyperventilating a little bit, but not like hyper, like <sighs> it was just like shortness of breath. Yeah, I was like, I can't catch my breath. It was like, wow, my heart feels breath. like it's beating really fast. This um, is you in the office. This is me in the office alone. What time of day? Um, around 11:30 or noon. Okay. Uh, and then midday. I'm midday. And I'm, and I'm sort of thinking like, I. I'm like, I can't deal with everything. I, I'm i like having this anxiety. Oh, this is the other thing. So then I started thinking about the idea of anxiety and I, the feeling that I had. And I was thinking like, oh, my brother sometimes tells us, tells me he gets anxious before a date. And then I was thinking, oh, my sister uh, just put a an audition on self-tape and she's nervous <laughs> about... Uh, hearing back. And, like, my other sister is, like, stressed about launching her Kickstarter, and my other sister is stressed at work. And, like, so so then I started thinking about other people's anxiety and stress and amplifying that in my head (laughs) and sort of being, like, everyone's stressed and sad and anxious like me. And I was, like, I need to just go home. I have to go home to Connecticut (laughs) and curl up on the couch and just tell everybody that everything is off. It's just... We're canceling my today entire... Today is canceled. Today and the rest of time are canceled. Um, and I knew that I shouldn't do that and I couldn't, and I knew that I wasn't going to, but like driving to from the office to the apartment, every fiber of my being wanted to like take a left onto Rodney, <laughs> get on the 278 and just drive to Connecticut and be like, I'm checking out. I need like rehab. <laughs> and then the worst part of like then i was doing that and i was thinking like okay i was just like i can just bail on everything like my safety net is i can bail on everything my mom will still love me i'll go home (laughs) i'll just be a connecticut guy
0: but then i was oh you mean like retire
1: yeah but then i was like well no like even (laughs) that's not an escape because you'll still have to like (laughs) make appointments for like the dentist and stuff like you'll you always can't be a connecticut guy. You'll always have communication coming in that you are responsible for. And
0: then you stare at your phone and you're like this is an evil device.
1: And yeah, so then I started thinking like okay, so you have to call Jill now. And tell her that you're having a panic attack <laughs> and that she um, – and you need help, like, calming down. That's what you have to do. And then I was like, no, she's she's at work. She's stressed about her job. You don't want to add that to I'm her. Not gonna add, yeah, I'm not going to add – yeah. Like, this will ruin her whole day. Uh, and she's planning on taking me out to dinner that <laughs> night. I'm like – and then she's, like, going to be worried about taking me to dinner. You're going to ruin dinner. And uh-huh. you don't even know if you're having a panic attack. <laughs> you might not have a, have a panic attack and you'll ruin Jill's day. So I was like, just – get through this, it's awful. I kept on also saying to myself, (laughs) you're the man. You can do it. You're the
0: man. Which you've done before. (laughs) You you say that to yourself a lot, right? Every morning or something?
1: I say that to myself whenever I do feel like things are getting too much, but usually I believe it. And like... I remember feeling like this when I was moving out of my apartment and also going to Burning Man. It yeah. felt like there was a lot of stuff, and I was just like, "You can handle it. You're a beast. <laughs> You'll just do it. You'll get it done." And I believe it, and I do it. Yeah. And this time I was saying it, but I still couldn't catch my breath, and I was still stressed, and I was still feeling very, very. This unnerved. is all at the office. All this is all birthday. in the car. Actually. Oh, now you leave. Because now I've left yeah, because I have office. to get to Micah's. Uh, apartment uh, apartment of course i have to see it i have to see a studio for my 26 year old <laughs> brother that's what i should be doing it is your birthday after all um so yeah i'm i'm there seeing seeing this apartment apartment like about to go out and i'm like okay just you're
0: yelling at yourself in the car
1: i did scream in the car i was like ah!
0: just like to try to like reset my heart rate or something yeah like maybe screaming would Convince your body that you're under attack and send more whatever you need to calm down. So I was doing
1: deep breaths, screaming. I punched the steering wheel once to maybe see if that would help. (laughs) Break your pinky. (laughs) Um, But then I was just like, just suffer through this, get through this, and then have lunch. I think you have to just eat because this is the other (laughs) big wrinkle is that I had skipped breakfast and I had two cups of iced coffee. What do you usually eat for breakfast? Usually I'll have like... a a banana or a smoothie or some oatmeal or cereal. Um, I I typically (laughs) always eat breakfast, but this, I had like eaten so much all weekend because people were taking me out to dinner and cooking me lavish meals for my birthday. Of course. Um, You're the birthday boy, the special
0: boy. You got your treats.
1: That I was feeling that I was like, I'm full. I don't need breakfast. I just want to like work out. So I had exercised that morning at like (laughs) 8am. And, had not eaten I had two cups of coffee so sometimes <laughs> having too much coffee makes my heart feel a flutter in the same way it's yeah, just it's not caffeine, usually. right but it's not usually compounded by all of the stress of like communication and dealing with shit of course so I had that um, so I had that added to it so I, so I was like kind of going back and forth of being like is this a panic attack or is or are you over caffeinated and then I had lunch sometimes there's not a lot of difference between the two no maybe not Uh, But then I had lunch, and I definitely calmed down a lot. I was still feeling, like, worked up, but I was was feeling like, man, that was crazy. You thought you couldn't deal with anything. (laughs) It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. And I, like, got – and I – that was able to, like, work through my inbox, and I actually – So there was no, like, tipping point. There was no breakdown. There wasn't – no. This is – I mean, this whole – thing lasted for like two hours so it felt like that was the breakdown like the breakdown was almost not knowing if i was
0: having a breakdown well maybe i had had the breakdown <laughs> right but there was no like curling up sweating hyperventilating no complete disconnect
1: yeah the closest i got was like really understanding why that happens to people <laughs> but i was like it's not gonna happen to me but i can get why anyone would do it and uh-huh. i do want to curl up <laughs> but that, that sounds nice but i can't I, and i did not i <laughs> got it and then since then? Um, since then, I've sort of, yeah, I feel, I feel much better. I feel <laughs> the kind of interest. I, I definitely feel like this lingering clarity around anxiety and feeling very empathetic for people going through stress. Yeah. Um,
0: and I wonder if that's like related to my panic attack, like my being an empath or something. Oh, uh, because you are now thinking about other people dealing with anxiety, and then that stresses right. you out. And I always do. Like I always think about like how other people feel
1: and stuff. But I definitely don't do it, and then also feel incredibly sorry
0: for them. Like I, have been. <laughs> I wonder if this will change anything in you, because everyone says if like if you're dealing with anxiety, you should try meditating or therapy. Two things that you don't really do, right? I definitely don't do therapy.
1: I do you think that stuff. I do things you? that I find that are meditative, yeah. But it, they're not like sitting down and being fully like meditative. But I think like running is meditative to me. Climbing is very meditative. Um, I'm. I i do not know if I am that interested in therapy, <laughs> <laughs> but it couldn't hurt. It couldn't hurt. But it'd be another appointment to
0: keep. <laughs> <laughs> but imagine like your are branding your thoughts as this tangled ball of wires, and like you just have to untangle.
1: Have you found that that's what you've been doing in therapy?
0: Yeah, I mean, it helps me... It helps to talk to somebody who's kind of a stranger uh, that is, like, completely unaware of anything else in your life so you can be, like, super honest with this person because they don't know anybody. Right. It's all your POV. And do you... But do you feel... So do you feel, like, tightly wound? Do you feel stressed out ever? Uh, I feel stressed out not to that extent, though I will say, like, you have more obligations than I do between D&D and... um, five siblings that rely on you in, to several degrees. Mm-hmm. Like, my brothers are older, so it's never like, hey, can you help me do this? Like, my doctor brother never says that to me. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't text you to do him a solid. Can you see a studio for me? <laughs> you have a beautiful home, two lovely daughters. No, I won't yeah, see a studio for you. He doesn't need that. Um, so, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, I never feel like... Um, Stressed out to the point of uh, panic attack mode. But, you know, there are, like, thoughts that you can't really communicate with people because it's all, like, biased point of views or about them. So it does help to see and talk to somebody who's also, quote, unquote, a professional.
1: Right. I guess I wonder if even with a therapist that I would – still like, sometimes – like, even when I talk to a therapist, if I, like, complained about someone that I love – I would feel so guilty. Well, maybe this is something I should work with in therapy. I would feel so guilty. I I, I can't remember if I've told this story on the podcast or not. But I remember when I was like in fifth grade or something, writing um, a journal entry one time when I was mad at my mom.
0: Oh yeah, and then you tried to destroy it or change it so that you. Oh yeah, I did tell this
1: story. Right, that I and. I so I wrote down like she cares about like our this house in Brantford and it's so yeah. dumb. And then like two <laughs> lines later I was like, I guess it's not that dumb. But, <laughs> but like, That's I, something you could talk about in therapy. But I that's what I wonder if I would like I, as I'd be talking to a therapist, I would be like, Yeah, like I really uh my brother was stressing me out and want to see this apartment. Um but he's not that stressful. He didn't expect <laughs> me to do it. I, I take that on myself. It's not his fault, it's my fault. Like
0: Yeah. And that's something that's actually come up in my therapy. I'm like, I don't like complaining. And then she's like, why? And then you talk about that and it becomes an interesting thing. Well, yeah. Why don't you like complaining? I, yeah, I don't, I don't, I like don't want to be negative. Either. Why is that negative? Uh, <laughs> no, I'm like, yeah. people are asking, she's asking me questions nobody else would.
1: That's it. Yeah, but I don't want to get fucking cross-examined. <laughs> <laughs> why is complaining negative? I don't know. I don't know. You're Because you're a fucking quack. That's why. <laughs> shoving
0: somebody. <laughs> get off of me. Yeah, I don't know. So what do you think? Do you think I had a panic attack? Uh, I don't know. It seems like you were trending towards it, but it seems like panic attacks last for a smaller amount of time. Like, they're concentrated. Like, you never quite got to, like, the full melting point.
1: Oh, okay. So, yeah, I, th- I guess I was worried that, like, all of the that stuff around the, like the idea of the panic attack was the panic attack. Because there was definitely not ever, like, a...
0: Like a, a moment where I, it all fell to shit. Yeah, it seemed like, like you were one thing away from it. Like mm-hmm. if while you were driving to your brother. I got into a car accident. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe that would have crystallized everything. And I would have been like, <laughs> nothing matters. Everything's fine. Or if Jill called you was like, hey, where are you? Like we were supposed to go to lunch today. Like that one extra thing. Yeah. You were almost at the point where the straw broke the camel's back. Yes. But you're also, you haven't fixed anything. It's just like now maybe still laying dormant in you
1: yeah i mean nothing's really changed all of all of the responsibilities are the exact same it's like that full
0: house episode where uncle jesse said yes to everybody and it it got too Mm. much for him yeah
1: oh so i mean this is going to lead into my unsolicited advice that i want to say for the next next segment but also but this is one other thing that's not that um it also helps me to like remember that all of this stuff doesn't have, have to happen at once. This is something I couldn't tell myself on Monday. But, like, being stressed about my trip to L.A., the directing job, the booking the flights, recording uh, three podcasts in a day, it's like you don't do all of that in, like, 20 minutes. So, like, after I was done with the directing job, I was like, okay, so now I, that's, like, that's completed nothing yeah. else has been added so like checking off items on that insane list helped a lot too
0: right you realize it's like i have so much shit to do it's like yeah that's what a day is you do the shit that you right. need to in do in order there is time for everything <laughs> right you just have to you just have to do it and not
1: worry about doing it all at once or all of it being done when it's all not done thinking about all of it being done is insane but when it's like one thing's done, you're like, "Oh, now I see. I can understand how things get done." Right. The second thing's done, it's like, "All right, now it's now we're putting a dent in this." It's, <laughs> it's kind of like feeling like you don't want to clean anything, and you're like, "I'll just I'll long. just fold this towel,"
0: <laughs> and then you do that, and you're like, "No, I'm now I'm in the zone." Yeah, you have to get into a routine. All right, let's take a break, and then you can give your official unsolicited advice Great. after we thank these sponsors. Let me do a quick little audit. Rocket Money came in and they're like, by the way, you're spending $1.5 million a month. We could probably just cancel this one. Yeah. Like, damn. And I could use that. I did.
1: Incredible. Yes.
0: Congrats. And you should use that. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved them a total of $500 million. That's almost entirely me. $500 million in canceled subscriptions. Yeah. Most of yours. Saving the average member... Nice. Again, that's rocketmoney.com slash segments. Segments. Take control of your finances today. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Rocket Money. Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode of our program.
1: Hell yeah. Thanks, BetterHelp.
0: Jake, I don't know if you know this, but we sort of all carry around different stressors, Mm -hmm. big and small. Yeah. No, I've heard of that. Yeah. I've heard that. I've heard some people do that. And if you're anything like me, you just sort of keep it bottled up inside and never Mm -hmm. complain or talk about it to anyone ever.
1: Very deep, deep,
0: deep down. Yes. You put on a facade, as they call it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. And And a masquerade. You go there and you get 10% off your first month. All right. Segments, folks. Yes. BetterHelp, H E L P dot com slash segments. Segments. To get matched with your therapist as soon as possible. And if you use that coupon code by going to betterhelp.com slash segments, you'll get 10% off your first month. Nice. Give it a try. It'll help. Yeah. With BetterHelp. And we're back. Jake, what is your? Oh, it's a list. <laughs> All right. It's panic attack related. <laughs> yeah, we should say you spent the break sort of breathing into a paper bag. That's right. Yeah, crying and sweating a That's little right. bit. That's
1: right. Um so the the thing that helped me unwind from my panic attack af- or if I had one or whatever it was, my episode yeah. on Monday. Yeah. Um there were like a bunch of emails that were that are people like trying to basically, uh, people that wanted my time in some way or or another, like setting a meeting, setting a dinner, um, like asking me to listen or give notes on something or feedback, whatever. And a
0: responsibility,
1: a responsibility that I, that like I usually do say yes to, I do have a hard time saying no. Um, And I think, Even though I didn't respond and just say, no, I can't do this because they're like responsibilities that are related to the jobs that I I have (laughs) and that I like. Yeah. Um, So if somebody is like, hey, can you uh, take a look at my student film? I would say no. You would say no. I would say no.
0: Starting now. I I mean, I would pretty much always say no to something (laughs) like that. Uh
1: The things that I say yes to are like an agent emails me to meet with a client and look at their podcast pitches or something like that. But because I've had this trip, I had another job, I'm just like, it felt like everything was too much. I responded to a bunch of emails that it seemed like weren't incredibly timely. And I was just like, we have like, let's circle back on this in September. Oh, Just pushed everything (laughs) that could be pushed a full month (laughs) instead of being like. So you didn't say no, you just didn't say no yet. Yeah, well, because these are things that I have already said yes to that are, like, ongoing. Got it. It wasn't fully like, hey, are you around to do this? For those things, I did say no. Um, But, yeah, for people that were following up on threads or continuing work, I was just like, this isn't going to happen. I I basically just became okay with the fact that I wasn't going to get everything done. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, In the timeline, (laughs) I had set for myself arbitrarily. Uh Uh-huh. And I was like, you're going to prioritize the things that need to happen in August and the things that can happen in September. I'm just going to fully move them to September. So I was like, I'm out of town the rest of this month or I'm busy the rest of this month. Well, let's check in in September.
0: You are going on two vacations. Yeah. which They seem to be very good timed vacations. The last two weeks of August. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I definitely need these vacations. (laughs) Although the
0: second vacation is
1: one that's causing me a lot of
0: stress. <laughs> the second vacation is just a job. You've, you've taken up an accounting internship yeah, in Alaska. Se- well,
1: yeah, the second vacation is me and Carnell and Jeff Rosenberg going to Alaska together. Is that is, true? Yeah. It's, oh, why I mean, gonna... did I think that was a Jill vacation? No, no, it's me and Carnell and Jeff. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. But we like, Alaska is so huge and vast, and it requires so much research, research. and booking and like getting gear. I'm just like oh. so, I'm like on my computer, dealing with all this shit, and then also just like somebody from Denali Creekside Cabin being like, "Do you want to book a Hella hike?" Like I do, but I can't now. Christ, I have to look up nine
0: different Hella hikes and see which one is the best one. Did you ever buy those socks I recommended to you?
1: I did. I was I was wearing them yesterday.
0: Pretty good, right? They're good. They're really good. <laughs> I know you sometimes like to keep tabs open on your computer for months at a time.
1: I did. I kept those open for a long time. And yeah. I got a couple different. I got Bombas socks. Yeah. And I got the what are the your Balega called? Balega socks. So you're doing some I AD got some sand socks.
0: Yeah, doing a, a sort of like some sock research. Got it. Let us know what you end up with. School. Not that we're selling any ads about socks. No. Well, someday we might, and then but...
1: I'll say that I like those ones. <laughs> uh, what What about you? Do you have any unsolicited? Uh, no. Wait. What was your specific unsolicited saying no to things? Just. I guess it's like it's it's. I mean, saying no to things definitely. I I also said during my panic or during my episode that um that I was going to start saying no to things, and that helped a little bit. But I also think that it's fine to like to basically move your responsibilities further down the road if they're causing you a lot of stress, if they can be. I think you can – I think it's totally fine to – because everybody is – everyone really is just putting the onus back on somebody else. Yeah. Like, all of my emails weren't like, hey, like, let's get together and finish this right now. It's like checking in on the status of this to – like, it's it's really just getting it out of your inbox and onto somebody else's plate. So I, I was doing a lot of just, like, taking – Taking it, but also being like, we're not gonna,
0: we're not gonna <laughs> ping pong this for the next three weeks. <laughs> yeah. I can't deal with that. What do you do with people you don't know emailing? Do you respond with no, or do you not respond at all? Because what I end up doing is like, I'll answer this later, later, later. Ah, oh, this was four weeks ago. I'll just delete the email.
1: Yeah, I, I wonder if
0: it's healthier to just delete it right away with a no, or just delete it right away and not respond.
1: I don't let anything linger. So if I'm not, I, I make a decision. As I'm looking at it, if I'm going to respond or not. So it's like,
0: hey, uh, I went to your old high school and we're doing interviews and I'd love to pick your brain about stuff.
1: Yeah. I really try to do a little like – so here's maybe an example of something like that I wouldn't respond to. Somebody emailing be like, hey, I got your email from so-and-so. I'm trying to make it as a writer. Do you have any suggestions? I'm just uh-huh. like no I, I don't like that's that's somebody that is doing the laziest thing that is basically saying like do you have an idea for me like that I can do do you have a shortcut for me hi I want to be a writer do you have a shortcut and I so I don't like emails like that but if it's somebody that's like here's here's a pilot that I wrote here's a this is nobody fucking emailed me your pilot if yeah. you're listening but if it seems like they've done a lot of work, and they're willing to do a lot of work, and it's not just, like, asking for a shortcut.
0: But a stranger asking you to read their pilot, you would do that? No, I wouldn't just read a random pilot. So would you respond and say, I can't do this, or would you archive right away?
1: I think I would really just... I try to deduce every single time if it's somebody asking for a shortcut or if it's somebody (laughs) who's done a lot and, like, is willing to put in effort and work and wants to hustle. Yeah. So I, I basically... I guess I just... I'm identifying if they're a jackass or a hustler. <laughs> yeah. And I respond to hustlers. I like that. I, I appreciate it. So sometimes I do respond to random people that get my email address. But
0: jackasses get the archive, no response forever. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs>
1: but then, I mean, then there's also things that are just like, I, I can't deal with this and I'll, I'll archive it.
0: it. It runs the gamut, I guess. <laughs> From no all the way to yes and I'm having a panic attack trying to help you.
1: Yeah, I mean, those right now would probably just be like,
0: I am i don't have time for this, but I appreciate it. All right, well, speaking of things we have to do, how about answering a question on a freaking advice podcast? It's about time. Uh, we're out of time, actually. Wow. Awesome. Back next week. Now, let's see if we can get to a few. Um, but... Hopefully this was therapeutic, not just for you, but for other people listening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I feel so much better. Um, all right, uh, here's one from a dude that seems to be in a crazy predicament as well. Cool. Uh, we'll call him I don't know Mike because right. you're going to Alaska with Mike. Yeah, baby. So last week, my girlfriend and I broke up. I wouldn't let her break things off. So I kept talking to her, hoping we could realize things. Oh, no. Flash to the weekend where she wants me to go to a party with her. But I decide I probably shouldn't because I didn't want to mess things up just as we were patching things up. At the party, her and her ex kissed, but she ran out crying and called me, telling me to come over. We then spent the whole weekend together, and then she told me about what happened. And I don't know what to do. I'm not mad, but it seems like every time she's around this guy, he tries to pull a move. She's insisting on being friends with him. What should I do? She wants to get back together. Uh, Should I leave this girl? Please help me. Thanks in advance for reading this.
1: (laughs) Yes. Yes.
0: You guys absolutely break up. Every sentence in this email was wrong. Yeah. And it was a full paragraph of it.
1: And I didn't. Like, it's weird because the... Onset, I thought he was
0: insane, and then I, now I think she's insane, but I guess they're just both insane. This strikes me as, like, a young romance where, like, everything yeah. is just fucking crazy and you have no basis of it.
1: It's, it's funny to imagine people that are in, like, these kind of bad relationships. Like, I can't get, like... <laughs> It feels almost like they're in a in a Sims video game where you're like, you can't escape this person's <laughs> orbit. You're yeah. right in the, your
0: world. But, like, that's not the way it actually is. But when you're, like, 19, that's all but, you know. Right. But the
1: world's so big. You just don't have to be next to the someone driving you insane. Yeah, you do you not can... have
0: to share space with somebody that gives you grief. I think... your world grows as you get older like when you're a kid it's just your family then it's like your family and friends then it's high school you start to meet other high schoolers like whoa this is getting kind of crazy I know 12 people (laughs) (laughs) then you go to college and you're like there's like 400 people (laughs) so like you still feel like you're in the circle and then you graduate from college and you're like okay now I'm in the world Yeah. and I can go anywhere in the world Right. you can even leave a city in the world Yeah. once you're in the world you can move anywhere in the world the world's big the world's big except for North Korea I feel like you can go anywhere in the world
1: right definitely and if you're in north korea you can't go anywhere in the world either
0: so i don't know if you're in high school college or after but it seems like you should just break up with this lady which i think you already did but then you kept (laughs) talking to her so she could realize things she also kissed another guy so it seems like there's a lot there There's a lot of drama. It's weird to,
1: like, I understand somebody being like, I want to be friends with my ex, but if you recently (laughs) kissed them (laughs) and they're actively trying to get back together with you, being friends with them doesn't seem like it should be a priority. Move to Canada.
0: I don't know if you're in Canada or what, but that's my suggestion no, this is here. absolutely like an Australia question that's a complete restart this has to be from Brisbane you're moving to a completely new country it's a whole new it's a whole new restart it's a refresh mm-hmm. yeah you need was, to, you no need matter to, your age or location definitely break up this is a terrible situation uh, and it doesn't have to be yeah um, all right one last question uh, this one also seems to be from a younger dude who is your best friend at age 15 15 Um...
1: What grade was I in?
0: Ninth. Ninth. Actually, you were still in third,
1: right? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I stayed I stayed back and stayed back and stayed back. <laughs> then I skipped ahead, but then I went way back. <laughs> Who was your best friend at 15?
0: Rami? Uh, 15, yeah, high school. Jesse, Rami, Ofer, the same, same people kids. I'm friends with now. Cool. Haven't aged at all. We'll call this guy Jesse. Hey, guys. I'm a huge fan of the show, and I'm having a little bit of a dilemma. I'm in high school, and I have not gotten with a girl for over a year. I'm a pretty normal guy, not weird or anything, but I just realized I'm on such a dry streak that it's starting to freak me out. No matter what I do, I cannot get with a girl. Are my standards too high? I'm certainly not ugly, but I'm not the greatest looking guy. Should I lower my standards and just scrape the bottom of the pail for literally anything I can get, or should I stay patient? Any advice is great. That's a good question. I don't know. He's
1: dry.
0: He's a dry in high school. A dry Can you guy. you have a dry streak in high school? I feel like high school for me was all desert. There was no dry streak. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of... It was just dryness. There were, I mean, mostly. I guess mostly. I wasn't cool enough to be like, I haven't gotten with a girl in a while. I'm on right. a dry streak in fucking 10th grade. Yeah, No way i i definitely i think in high school like once a year was about good it's an oasis sure. you like you can capture these smaller miracles as they come but i wouldn't call the time in between getting with which i'm glad that's still a slang that people are using i thought that was antiquated mm-hmm. getting Actually, with was like when i was in fifth no when i was in high school in yeah. the late 90s people said getting with right it's still it's still happening that's true that's nice. although this email was written in 1999 that's fair so
1: did you? We used to say like, "Oh, I'm like talking to so and so. I'm talking mm. to
0: Danielle, and yeah, that would that, mean hooking up. And really? Like yeah. No. Like we're talking. We're talking. That seeing means, each other seems to be this the most passive one I've ever heard. Seeing each other means dating. See, oh, hooking well, seeing
1: seeing each other is definitely like that implies everything. But yeah. being like. Oh, yeah, like, me and her are talking. That's,
0: like, not anything. <laughs> yeah. But, you talk to a principal. Yeah. are you? Like, and I only whoa, hooked up with her once. Are you talking to Avital? <laughs> we're chatting, but I don't know if we're talking yet. Did that b- get based on text aiming? Is that what talking maybe, started Maybe it was as? In,
1: I mean, it was definitely in before text, but I, maybe it was an aim thing.
0: Uh, should I lower my standards and scrape the bottom of the pail for literally anything? I, I just, like, I don't feel like
1: his standards are
0: that firm regardless. Yeah. Like I
1: sort of get the sense from this question <laughs> that he would hook up with anything.
0: <laughs> I think If the, he's calling it a dry streak.
1: Yeah. I, I think that all you can really do, cause lowering your, I don't, I just don't think that lowering your standards actually gets you laid any faster. It's hard not to be
0: ugly in high school too. It's the ugliest time. Right.
1: Everyone's ugly. I think all you can do is be patient. Like, You'll hook up with somebody eventually,
0: or you won't. There'll be a party. it's a summertime <laughs> that happens. You can also try masturbating. That's like kind of hooking up, um but you don't have to get anybody else involved. Well, that's interesting, yeah, it still feels idea. good sexually
1: I wonder if any of our listeners have thought of something like that. yeah, so, so like, you can always if you
0: try jerking off that way. It's like you get the release. I should
1: know? have done that when I had my panic attack
0: Oh yeah. Why didn't you just J.O.? <laughs> you were already trembling. <laughs> the last thing that you can do with. You get caught in the office. All right, I just have to freaking not. I think. I'll all feel better after that. Uh, you're currently viewing a studio for your brother. Can you at least go into the bathroom? Do you think he's going to apply or not? <laughs> can you be his guarantor? I don't know, you four-year-old Hasidic man. I just have
1: to fap in the bathroom quickly.
0: All right, let's give him his time. If he can J-O in the bathroom, then his brother's going to live here. Did your brother end up taking that place? He applied and he uh he didn't get it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so you saw the It was studio. good. He liked yeah, it was a good it was a good spot. <laughs> he liked it. He tried. It was actually the place where John Carlo and uh John Grimm used to live. Oh really? Remember that? Off uh, the ground.
0: Yeah. Above Kim's grocery.
1: Yep, which is gone now, I think.
0: Is it the same exact unit? No, that was like a two bedroom.
1: No, they had a two bedroom, but it was the it was the it was on the same floor.
0: So you have jerked off there before. That's right. Because we had that Christmas party there. Right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we did this. We did the circle jerk Super, super Bowl party. <laughs>
0: That's how we filled out our square. <laughs> <laughs> we shot one of our first.
1: We actually we shot one of our first um, video.
0: If I were used there, I think the first video, the first one. In. So you know, it's all full circle, I guess. Somehow. Uh, so yeah, relax. However that may uh, translate to you, high schooler. Mm-hmm. God, I can't imagine being in high school today. Too much stimulus. Yeah, no. I, I would not like to be a high schooler with an iPhone. I wouldn't last. Mm. I wouldn't last four years, let alone <laughs> a day. Uh, all right, that's it. That's our episode. We crammed two questions in after a lengthy discussion about mental health. Yeah, thanks for letting me indulge and talk about myself for so long. And you. Looking forward to your next birthday. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. Um, all right. If you have your own questions, your own theme songs, send them to show at gmail.com. Uh, this episode will come out either when you're in Nantucket or in Alaska. One so, do. Hopefully we hear the uh, what happened there. Hopefully it was a calm a calm vacation for you guys. Yeah, follow me on Instagram. You can see all my vacations. That's uh, cool. I'm, I'm actually w- trying to get as many followers <laughs> all right. as I can. Uh, we film. will be At back Jay next Kerwitz. week. I got to make up 30K. Everybody. Wait a minute. The closing theme song. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, opening theme song was written by Ryan. And this closing one, Derailed by the Bit, was written by Joshua Leach. Joshua Leach. Nice. Thanks, Joshua. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks to you guys for listening. Follow Jake on Instagram. We'll be back. <laughs> Bye. Hey there, I'm part two from me. There's noise in your ears ringing loud and clear And if I were you And do me, do me, do me I'd pay myself bill And I'd smell a lot of glue If I were you, sure